That's not the way to pitch. You want to show your client the end result that you're going to get yes. for them. You need to show them what that end result is yeah. and that what you're doing in between is the process to get them there. Be okay knowing that sometimes it will just be a low. Exactly. Some clients might leave you, a team member might leave, and that's okay. You need to be okay with not everyone's going to be a good fit to yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. And you should exactly. be the one saying, hey, we're not a good fit. Are you ready for this, bro? I'm ready, brother. Let's first time? First time ever? First time doing a podcast, mate. Like I said before, nervous, excited. I've kind of always wanted to do one. A few years ago, the thought of this, like, there's no way I would have done it. Like, freaked me out too much. But, um, yeah, when you called me the other week, I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. Like, <laughs> you got to get out of your comfort yeah, zone, mate. Like, yeah. you've always got to keep pushing and this is out of my comfort zone, so... Let's do it. <laughs> I love it, man. But the great thing as well is that you're in safe hands. Thanks, mate. I'll take it. I feel, I feel safe with I you here. You. I got you. <laughs> if you're new here, my name is Nelson, and I'm the host of the Creative Grid podcast. And today we have an extraordinary individual as guest, as usual. His name is Henry Brockman. He's a filmmaker and an owner of a video production business. So today we will talk a lot about growing a video production, um, how to handle, you know, growing a team, putting together a team, editing, all the good stuff. So let's just get into it, brother. For people that have no idea who you are, mm. who are you? How do you got to where you are today? Tell us everything we need to know about you. Nice, man. Yeah, Henry Brockman, um, originally from Western Australia. I actually grew up on a cattle farm in regional Western Australia. Um, lived in Perth, worked as a sparky, um, enjoyed the trade life, ended up running my own business for a little bit as a sparky, and always just felt like as much as I enjoyed the trade and the kind of banter of being on site and working outdoors and working with your hands, I just always thought, ah, I feel like there's there's something there's something missing. Like this isn't 100% what I want to be doing. Um, and then kind of fell into photography and, and videography. And, um, yeah, now I'm uh, living on the Gold Coast, moving over to the Goldie and, um, yeah, have, have set up a business here now. Uh, photography, videography, working with, for the most part, outdoor adventure-based brands and businesses. And um, yeah, it's um, a big change from 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 where I first started and, and working as a, as a tradie and just spent so many hours um, trying to learn the skills of of becoming a photographer, a videographer, and and just crafting that skill set, I guess, to to get to a level where I can sort of have that as a career and um yeah still still pushing to to keep growing that business and keep growing that space and um yeah man it's uh it's been pretty cool so far it's been a big journey and loving every step of it what made you take the jump mm. from being a sparking you had mm. your own business this is a skill that probably it took you many years to develop yeah like what made you be like okay i'm gonna drop all of that mm. that at that point, I'm guessing it was like the safe zone mm, to pursue this thing of I'm just gonna make mm. videos for people now. Yeah, yeah. I guess um this is going way back. Like, so I grew up in the country. Um, my parents always took me and my brothers on these epic camping adventures. So that's where the love of the outdoor adventure-based brands and businesses sort of came into play. But um I remember 
we were camping up at Warra Station, this beautiful um, coastal station in Western Australia. And dad got up super early one morning as he does, got the campfire going and made some damper. Do you know what damper is? No. It's kind of like Australian outback bread in a way. Okay. Super simple. You oh, cool. throw it in a camp oven, you use, throw the coals on top of the camp oven and you make this bread essentially. And I watched dad go through the process of making this damper and put a pot of coffee on and making this coffee. And then when it was all ready, he set it all up and had the bread with the steam coming out of it with the ocean in the background and, the, and a cup of coffee there. And he was setting it up to take a photo. He's, he's sort of into photography a little bit as well. Mm. Um, and I remember him taking this photo and just being there, smelling the bread, smelling the coffee, that whole process. And then when the film got developed, seeing that photo and being like, holy shit, like I can almost smell the coffee. I could almost smell the bread. And it's that storytelling in that moment. I was like, far out. This is crazy how the emotions and, and senses that can kick through from, from an image. And I think that kind of sparked something super early on. Mm. Um, but it wasn't at that point where I was like, oh, I want to be a photographer. Like this is crazy. That was just something I thought about. I was like, wow, that kind of sparked something mm. for me, I think. Growing up, yeah, it went through my trade. Um, and loved that, loved that trade lifestyle, as I was saying before, and then did a bit of travel and I was doing a snowboarding season in Italy, in Livigno, and I wasn't working at the time. I'd, I'd been working on the, on the mines leading up to it. So I had a bit of cash and I was able to sort of go there for most of the season and, and not work and just snowboard the whole time and had an absolute blast, but had a fall off one of the jumps, didn't injure myself severely, but enough that I wasn't able to work. Oh, sorry, I wasn't able to, to to ride for a few weeks kind of thing. And I was like, yeah. shit, what am I going to do? Like yeah. I'm here on the mountain. I'm, I'm not working. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't ride for a few weeks. Like what am I going to do? And I was like, oh, I should grab a camera and just head up the mountain and, and start taking some flicks. Mm. And my brother was into his photography and, and videography and he's, he's incredible, um, Brooklyn visuals. Um, so I've always sort of looked up to him and what he's been able to create. He's always sort of the artsy one in the family, I think. He's always sort of had that natural talent to be able yeah. to take good photos yeah. of that. I feel like I've had to kind of work a little bit harder to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so got a camera like and hit him up. was like, you know what it's like when people ask you, like, what's a good camera? Like, what yeah. camera should I buy? It's like, mate, how long's a piece of string? But yeah. he was my brother, so he had to just deal with all my little questions. But yeah. Hit him up and and sort of landed on an entry level camera, and um, yeah, just went up the mountain and started taking some photos. And there was a competition on um, with some sort of semi pros at the at the time. And I hit up the the crew. I was like, "Is there any chance I can like get up there and just take some photos?" Like, they're like, "Yeah, sure. Just stay across to the side there. Like, send them through to us at the end. We might be able to use some of them or whatever." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is epic! Like, Perfect. <laughs> how good is this? Perfect, yeah. yeah." So I was there taking these photos and just fell in love with it. Like just playing around with the camera settings and obviously I was absolute newbie to it. So like half of them were absolutely terrible, but like <laughs> there was a couple of cool ones yeah. and then it was the whole process of getting it into Lightroom. And then mm. that whole editing process just mm. grabbed me. I was like, this is so sick. Like mm. I'm loving this. And then just immerse myself in it. Like started doing so many YouTube mm. courses and reviews and mm. started following other photographers and videographers and tried to learn the ways of, of how they were creating their images or their videos. Mm. And um, um, yeah, kept pushing myself in that direction. And then 
started falling into the videography side of things. And obviously that was another whole ball game and like the learning process. to that was huge. And then started investing in, in, um, some sort of proper online courses to, Mm. to better my skills. Mm. And, um, then it was, I was still sort of traveling around a bit, um, and had sort of built up a bit of a skill set and was just sort of filming adventures and trips that we were doing with friends and, um, a couple of our friends are great surfers and divers and, and that kind of thing. So sort of saw an opportunity to to reach out to to brands and be like, hey, we're doing this trip. Like I'm a photographer, like videographer, you know, a bit of a fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sort of do these really basic like cold call pitches to these, to these brands. Mm. And I knew initially I wasn't going to be able to get big brands to to – to sponsor us for these trips. So I was sort of targeting smaller brands that, that could potentially sponsor us, you know, that would yeah. be like, Oh yeah, you know, a handful of photos and videos, we'll give you a bunch of free stuff. Yeah. That's all I was looking for really at yeah. that point. Um, and yeah, did a couple of trips and got a few sort of small brands to kind of sponsor us. They just gave us a bunch of free gear and mm. I was doing the trip with my friends anyway. So it was just kind of documenting it and then sent all the content back to them. And, yeah. um, some of them were like loving it. This is amazing. Yeah. Some were like, "Oh, your work's pretty average, man." Yeah. But that, that was just starting yeah, out, you yeah. know. You gotta, you gotta take those hits and yeah, you learn yeah, from exactly, those hits. Like, exactly. Shit, like yeah. that was heavy. That, yeah. that killed me. Like, I thought this was epic. Yeah, I thought I yeah. was killing it. Yeah. But yeah, that's just the way it is, and yeah. you learn from those mistakes. And then yeah, it just sort of kind of slowly snowballed from there. I just loved it so much that I just immersed myself in it and just wanted to learn everything I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just kept building that skill set, and then friends and family started noticing a bit more, and then I didn't really know exactly what kind of niche I wanted to go down. So mm. I sort of explored a little bit, and people were like, "What about weddings?" I was like, mm. "Oh yeah, I don't know." So I think a lot of crew start off that way. Maybe some yeah. do, some don't. But I started doing a couple of weddings, um, and I think weddings are actually a great way to build your skill set because it's a lot of high pressure. Mm-hmm. You've, you're there for that one day. You've got to capture every moment. Mm-hmm. If you miss that moment, there's no like, oh, sorry, can you just come yeah. back down the aisle yeah. for me? I actually just missed you there. <laughs> yeah. Can you do the kiss one more yeah, time yeah, yeah. in front of everyone? In front like, of everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, let's do that again. Well, no, nah, you can't do that. So, yeah, did a couple of weddings and I think that sort of helped build up your skill set mm. a bit. Super high pressure. It's mm. a full day, like. 10 hour day, eight hour day, whatever it is, yeah. sometimes even longer, depending yeah. on, on the deliverables for that client. Um, and I think that helped really craft a, that more sort of cinematic style as well. Mm. Um, but I didn't, I didn't love doing weddings. I enjoyed mm. it and I loved how it put you under that sort of pressure to, to build up that skill set. But, um, yeah, I didn't love doing weddings. Mm. Um, and then a mate had a brand that he just started up, his sunglasses brand, and he wanted some content and started doing some basic sort of ads for him. And I was like, oh, this is cool, like short form content. I'm still, it's still sort of cinematic in a way, but um, outdoor adventure based mm. stuff. There was, it was like a, a trade, but also lifestyle brand. And um, I was like, this is, this is really cool. Mm. Um, and just kept, kept growing with him, creating, all of his um, content for his brand and they've escalated massively now. They're a multi-million dollar business and it's just super successful. And I was just in a way lucky to 
to jump on board with that brand. Mm. Um, and that in that process, the sort of four years working with them, I was able to see a brand go from absolute zero. He was selling these products out of his bedroom to, to now being a multi-million dollar business, all the sort of mistakes and or do's and don'ts in marketing along the way to, to build a brand up to that level. And it was just such a cool process to be a part of. Yeah. Um, and then, then it just sort of grew into being like, okay, I love doing this kind of content, creating advertising and growing with a brand and mm. helping them escalate. Mm. And the connection you make with those clients as well, when you, when you build a brand like yeah. that, I mean, obviously I was just doing the content creation, building that brand. They had an incredible marketing team to do all of that. Um, but yeah, it's just such a cool process to be a part of that and, yeah. and, and growing. So um, yeah, fell in love with that and um, then decided, yeah, that's, that's my sort of niche. That's what I want to be doing is creating that sort of short form content to, to help build a brand and, mm. and grow a brand. It's, it's, it's so rewarding to be a mm. part of that process. Yeah. So, um, yeah, then here on the Gold Coast, I, I invested in a sales marketing coach, yeah, yeah. which, yeah. which, um, that's how we met. Well. Yeah. That's how we met. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why we're here today. You're putting me under this pressure. That's, yeah. that's what <laughs> but, yeah, but, um, yeah. and that helped me. I was at a point where like I'd done some other trips um in the last sort of year and a half and had we did a sailing trip to to Lord Howe Island and mm. had a bunch of great surfers with us and great divers and I was like this is this is what I want to be doing I want to I want to pitch to brands again like I did back in the day but that was just like reaching out cold calling that yep. kind of thing um and I had a friend who was in marketing and he helped me set up an ad campaign to to get warm leads you know to get mm brands contact me from, from what we were pitching and then create a pitch deck, um, base level pitch deck, and then get in contact with them and run them through the whole pitch, what we're offering, mm. what the return is for them, blah, blah, blah. And, um, uh, yeah, that, that trip was, was incredible and filming so much different content, surfing, diving, spearfishing, sailing was just, was just epic. And I was like, all right, I need to be able to to do this more consistently for, yeah. for brands. But doing trips like that is such, there's so much logistics involved in something yeah. like that, yeah. so much organisation. Plus it was a bunch of mates doing a trip. Initially it wasn't about the content creation at all. It was like, uh -huh. it's like let's we're doing a sailing trip to Lord Howe Island. Yeah. Um, this friend of mine said, do you want to come along? Because I'd done a little bit of sailing with him. So yeah. he was comfortable to have me on the boat helping out yeah and I was like yeah Kane why don't we turn this into a bit of a sponsored trip where we can get some brands on board and all the other crew were like yeah that's cool yeah. but it's difficult when it wasn't initially organized like that because there is that same part of that trip where it's like these guys are going on a yeah. holiday yeah. sailing holiday yeah. it's a trip but I didn't want to be directing too much yeah. On that kind of trip, you know? Yeah. I didn't want to be. Yeah. It's a whole different vibe. Like they're there for fun and you're there thinking about the opportunities that can come out of this trip. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. So that was great. And I'd love to do more of those, but at a higher level where it's, mm. it's planned out mm. for the content creation, for the brands. Um, but in the interim, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to think of, of ways to sort of 
make that a bit easier, make the process a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's more of a consistent ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. And then doing the course course with Ayrton was was just the key that I needed. It was mm-hmm. the the tool that I needed to to um, give me the guidance of how to pitch to two clients, how to create a proper pitch deck, mm-hmm. how to narrow in on your niche and mm-hmm. target that niche mm-hmm. and bring them to you. Yeah. Um, and that has just changed everything for me massively. Yeah. Um, and just being able to package everything mm, as well that yeah. you present a certain package, you name it, you put a system together and then you, you naturally show them how this will get a specific result. Exactly. So that like being able to do that and understand those frameworks of yeah. how to, how do I package the specific service for a specific target market? How do I get them to come to me or mm. get in front of them? How do I present this mm. in a way that they understand and they see the value, mm. but also will get them a specific result? Yeah, exactly. You know? so, so yeah, so prior to that, the pitching that I was doing for this other stuff was like, I'm going to be creating all this happy content. Like, yeah. you know, it's going to be so great. Like we've got this guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah. I'll create this many videos, this many photos. Yeah. This is how much I want. Yeah. But that's not the way to do it. Yeah. Like that's not the way to pitch. You want to you wanna show your client the end result that you're going to yes. get for them. There's the whole bunch of content that you're creating for them is going to get them there. Yes. But you need to show them what that end result is. Yeah. And that what you're doing in between is the process to get them there. And um, exactly. yeah, so it, it was a completely different shift of how I was pitching to clients and yeah, putting the, putting the whole pitch together as well was, it was so different to what I was doing with pitches before. Um, how so? Um, I think, I think probably the process of how I was, how I was doing, I, I hadn't had any sales experience whatsoever. Mm. Um, so I think, I think just the way I was explaining the process to them, like I said, I think I was just saying, this is what we're going to do, all this epic content, rather than guiding them through the journey yep. of the end result that we're going to provide to them and how that's going to benefit them and get them to their their goals, you know? Yep. It's been a massive learning curve, mm. um, but it's just been unreal. It's just sort of changed changed the business for me. It's It's got me out of doing the odd day sparking here and there to, to fill up the bank account to now having it as a, as a full-time job. Yeah. And that was something that I'd always wanted to do. And it was, you know, yeah. one of those goals. And I've, I've got to that point now where I'm like, sick, I don't, I don't need to pick up the tools anymore. Yeah. I, my tools are my camera rather than yeah. a screwdriver and a pair yeah. of pliers. I'm like, this is epic. It feels awesome. It, hey. it, yeah. It feels so good. Um, and then when you get like, when you look, I was thinking about this the other day, like you look, you look at how you perceive success and like you hear of people saying like, oh, you've made it, like you've done it, you've made it. Mm. And back then you're like, oh, what do I want to be doing? I want to be doing that full time. Like that's all I want to do. You get to that level and then you're just looking ahead again. Like you're at that point, which was such a big goal for you back then. But then you're like, nah, that's not, that's not my goal. That's not success. Like I want to keep going. Like. And your goals keep getting bigger and bigger, which is you just obviously want to keep pushing yourself. But it's funny, like 
I don't know if there's ever a point where you're like, yes, I've made it. Mm -hmm. This is, that's success. Mm -hmm. But I think success is the journey of pushing yourself and getting to those goals, but enjoying that process, like Mm -hmm. being happy and enjoying that process. Success is being, is being happy and enjoying life. Like that's success to me. And it sounds cliche and cheesy. Like it's all about the journey. It really is. Yeah. The more I, I was having recently a bit of conflict um, in my mind. I, I did a shroom strip with one of my best friends, and we had so much fun. Everything's is that a shroom good. Strip? What was that? Did you say shroom strip? Yeah, yeah. shroom strip. Yeah. Um, and then after the trip and everything, you know, your mind keeps just hanging into different thoughts and uh-huh. just going deeper and all these things. And it's hard when you you are in the day-to-day because mm. we do so much. When you run your business and, mm. you know, you have to take care of your clients. You When you have a team, you have to do a lot of management. A lot of energy goes into that. You still have to plan for the things that you're trying to achieve. So, okay, how are we going to stay on top? You have to create your own content. Yeah. You have to make time in our case for our podcast. You know, like you have to take care of overheads and finances mm. Mm. and tracking and keeping data so you know that things are working and growing. Yeah. Like that's just a glimpse of everything that's going yeah. on, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to just sit down and reflect for a moment like you were saying. Wait, I'm actually where I was dreaming to be a few years ago. Mm. Like if you ask Nelson of four or five years ago or even seven years ago, which is when I've properly started making videos or just trying to understand how to put together videos. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, in the future, you're going to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this one thing. You're not going to be a dentist like you were supposed to be. You're going to have a team. You're going to be, you know, the creator of your time. You literally will decide every day what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Yeah. You're going to be working with super high level clients that are trying to have a massive impact in the world. You're going to be the vehicle for them to have that impact, you know. Like, if you tell me all these things, I would just be like, no way. Yeah. That that can't be me. Yeah. How? Yeah. You know, it's impossible. Yeah. So now I look back and I'm like, everything makes sense. Mm. I can connect the dots. Mm. Like, wow, yeah, like, I made it happen. Yeah. You know, I put yeah. the time, I put the, the effort, I put the energy, I put the belief. I went against everything I was told I should be in order to make this thing, this crazy dream a reality. Now yeah. I'm here. Yeah. But the mountain keeps moving. Once you get to the top of the mountain, you're like, I made it. But then you see like, oh, I didn't <laughs> want it to get here. I actually want to get there. Get and and one, you yeah. set up another journey, yeah. a different mountain. Yeah. The mountain and the goal always keeps moving. Mm. You never get to a place. And that's the beauty of life, mm. I think, I believe mm. that it's an infinite game. You never get to a place where you're like, I have everything I've ever wanted. Because if if I think about it, I already do. You know, yeah. I still have my family. I have, you know, the, the, a beautiful, loving partner. I have incredible friends, deep relationships. I have more money than I ever thought I could make. I have a, a, a successful and growing business. Mm. I have an elite team. I was thinking about all these things. I'm still smart, strong, capable, skillful. Mm. 
But it was almost like that conflict of, I feel like I have everything I ever wanted and it still is not enough. Yeah. So I was having a little bit of conflict with that recently and just trying to understand what matters and what doesn't, what is important. Mm. Because then in in the end, you're going to be gone at any point. Yeah. Right? Mm. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. Mm. You can hoard a bunch of money and things, but at some point, will it matter mm. if you're gone? You can have a bunch of impact as well. Like but you will be gone and maybe just the next generation will remember you. You yeah. will be forgotten in two yeah. or three re- generations yeah. completely. Yeah. <clears throat> so does it matter? Mm. Even if your name is everywhere, even if you set up businesses, you put your name in schools and all these things, yeah. no one will care. Yeah. No one will know. Like, who's that guy? Yeah. Nelson Ferreira. He's that guy with the hat on all the time. And he- yeah. I, does anyone know? Why is there a statue of a guy with a hat in there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you will be forgotten. Yeah. Regardless of what you do, regardless of how much money you made, how much impact. Mm. So I was having this little conflict in my head of, fuck, I already have everything I ever wanted and more. Because mm. there's things that I didn't even know I wanted that I needed. Yeah. That I got. Yeah. And he's... It's not enough. Yeah. It's never enough. So it really is about enjoying the journey the most you can, trying to have people that you care about, mm. that you can provide and serve, mm. having your own way of making an impact in the world, even if you know that you will be forgotten. Yeah. Because what's what's the alternative? I was I, I then come the came to the conclusion to What's the alternative of not caring, of yeah. not doing, of not trying? Mm. It's just breathing yeah. air and being ungrateful that you had this crazy chance of being alive. Yeah. So you're going to waste that. Mm. You're going to waste the one opportunity that you have of building the life of your dreams, of helping other people achieve their dreams yeah. or serving people to a point where you can help them get somewhere where they're trying to go, whether it's with your video skills mm. or just any other skills. Mm. And just to have fun yeah, as well, it. right? Yeah. Like 100%. Like I was, you know, you get the stresses of work and, and, and especially before a shoot, always like going a million miles an hour thinking, all right, have I got this organized? Is everything ready for this shoot? It needs to be perfect. I've got this one chance to shoot it. I need to nail it. And I was... I was going through all those those notions yesterday, just about to go for a shoot, and I was shooting some some surfing content in the water with the water housing, which is always a dream. I was like, that's sick. And I, I had all my gear on, and I was walking out the door, and I caught myself in the mirror, and I was like, sick. Got all my camera gear. I'm geared up to go film some surfing right now. Frothing. And I was like, sick. Like, forgot about all the worries. It's like, I've got everything organized. Cause I'm that kind of person where I wig myself out so much that I need to have everything organized so it goes smoothly. So I was like, everything's set in place. Everything's gonna go smoothly, enjoy it. And it was just the best session ever. The guy I was filming with was a legend. It was the first time I'd met him. He was absolutely epic on camera. It was so easy to work with him. We vibed out, it was, it was awesome and just, just absolutely frothed. It was the best afternoon ever. <laughs> I was just filming surfing like, I was like, far out, this is, 
such a sick job. I love this. Yeah. Enjoy the process. Enjoy all of it. Editing everything. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm locked in my room, like mm. in the office, just editing away. And then it's like, well, this is sick. Remember why I got into this in the first place? Like crafting these images or these videos in Lightroom, doing the color grading in, in Final Cut Pro. I'm just like, that's all so epic. And you just got to keep reminding yourself that, I think. Yeah. This is your reminder to enjoy your process. Mm. It's different for everyone. The milestones are different. The goals obviously differ as well. But wherever you are, doesn't matter if you're at the very beginning, if you're in the middle of chaos, if you have to do some pivoting at this point in time or you're succeeding, just really enjoy that time because it, it comes and goes. Um, I have yeah. a mastermind also with other uh, video uh, filmmakers and video production business owners. And it's really interesting how every week someone is on the low. Yeah. Someone is yeah, having right. a shit week. Yeah. Something, things are not going right. Yeah. Having issues with delivery or, or clients or team members or, you know, finances, whatever it is. Mm. And some of us will be winning. Yeah. We're like, I literally had one of the best, if not the best week of the year last week. Yeah, I remember you saying that Man, on the phone. And weeks, it wins back to back, back to back. All clients stoked, new testimonials, delivery went exactly to plan, yeah. shoots were exactly to plan, finances were great, new clients. And and then you're almost like, you almost don't want to enjoy it because <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. like, wait, does this yeah. mean that next week is going to be yeah, yeah. really bad? Yeah, yeah. So you, you almost have to retrain yourself to be like, no, it's okay to enjoy it. It's yeah. okay to Laugh be stoked. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Of course, we have the best week of the year yeah, because yeah, we've yeah. been working towards this. 100%. And guess what? Next week is going to be even better. Yeah. You almost have to trick yourself into believing that. It can always get better. You can, we can always replicate that week. Why does it have to get bad? Yeah. You know? Oh, it's all about that positive mindset. Yeah. Like you hear yeah. it all the time. And yeah. when you start doing it, you're like, man, it's so true. And yeah, you all have those moments where you're struggling, like yeah. have a rough week, like work's just stressing you out. But you just got to keep that positive mindset because it always comes back up. You yeah. always have those moments where you're like, epic i'm yeah. feeling so great right now work's going good social life's epic yeah. like you're just on an absolute high yeah and yeah enjoy it lap it up yeah it just it's just a up and, and down process and be it, okay it be okay where where knowing that sometimes it will just be a low exactly that yeah. things won't go to plan that yeah. some things will go wrong that some clients might leave you that a team member might leave yeah. that a project won't come out exactly the way mm. that you expected it to mm. be and that's okay yeah that's okay yeah it is okay it's perfectly fine because you know it's going to bounce back up again you just yes. go through the notions and take your learnings keep moving forward yeah. and i know this is getting a little bit deeper i didn't even expect <laughs> that when i get this deep talking about the deepest things of life but it really is important because everything starts with your mindset yeah you know, having a successful video production mm -hmm. business, podcast agency, or whatever you're trying to do, it all comes down first with mindset. Being mm -hmm. able to understand that it is a roller coaster, getting comfortable with the unknown mm -hmm. as well, knowing mm -hmm. that 
some weeks are going to be awesome. Some weeks are going to be terrible. Yeah. But if you can enjoy the journey and you're constantly improving and optimizing as you go, learning from your mistakes, studying what you did, what worked, why that didn't, there is no way that you won't get somewhere. I guarantee you, if you keep the consistency, if you do that for a long enough time and you keep improving, mm. you're not doing the same things and replicating the same bad results. Yeah. You're always optimizing, trying new things, getting mm -hmm. coaching, testing different ways of trying to get to where you're trying to go. Mm. I guarantee you, you will get somewhere eventually. Yeah. I yeah. haven't met someone that has done the one thing that they love so much for five years and they have tried different things. They they have made mistakes and optimized that they're always focusing on the liver world-class results for their clients, that they're always seeking to improve themselves, that they're aiming to build a team that can help them, you know, leverage their time, efforts, and what they're trying to do that haven't got somewhere yeah. in five years. Yeah. 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 It's consistency. Hey, yeah. with everything, like if you've got your personal goals, say you're Absolutely. trying to gain weight, gain muscle, it's going to the gym consistently. It's the yeah. same thing with it's work. Same like, thing. Stay consistent, remain consistent, just keep chipping away at it and you'll get there. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wanted to touch uh, a little base on <laughs> something you mentioned, which was a uh, weddings that mm. that was to you, one of the best ways to actually learn a film uh, as a filmmaker, I yeah. absolutely agree with that. Mm. Weddings is that one thing where you have to make the best mm. of the time that you have there. It, I would suggest if you're starting out, put yourself in a position where you have to do the wedding by yourself. Yeah. If you want to level up very quickly, mm. doing a wedding by yourself will help you do that. 100%, oh, 100 it, You will come out completely different as a filmmaker or even a photographer, it's easier to do it. <laughs> to be honest, photography is way easier. But if you're trying to be a, a filmmaker, if you do a wedding by yourself, mm. man, that is one of the hardest things ever. Because you can't miss any moments. You have to make sure that you're recording good quality audio as well. You Ideally, you will have a few camera setups running all yeah, at the same exactly. time. Things are always running late. So you're going to be yeah. running around depending on locations of yeah. where the bride is and and the, the the guys are. You might have to do some travel yeah. in between and then, you know, go to the ceremony. From there, get ready everything to reception. Yeah. You need batteries. You need SD cards. You need good management or everything you're doing and a charging station from their sunset as well. Yeah. Ca capturing those really good shots. You can miss those key moments that won't happen again and if you do miss them the client is gonna ask yeah. hey where's the rings yeah. where's the keys and yeah. if you don't have an answer for them they will not be happy yeah. they will not recommend you they might even ask for a refund yeah, so yeah. Man, man weddings I've got, a, yeah. I've got like a little hectic yeah. hectic um, story well not hectic but one of those moments at a wedding where it just almost went completely wrong for me and it was missing the bride walking down the aisle <laughs> Oh, you know, oh, yeah. Hectic, like one of the most crucial parts of a wedding, getting the bride walking down the aisle. So we were filming, we'd film the guys get ready, <clears throat> went to the girls, filming them getting ready. And 
um, the makeup artist or something was taking a little bit longer on on one of the girls, and it just it just blew out that that sort of time frame, and we're there with them that whole time because we wanted to stay to capture um, the the dad seeing the seeing her daughter like all dressed up for the first time, you know, the first look. Um, anyway, so we wasted a bit of time there, and then we're looking. Me and the photographer were like looking at her watch, like shit, we've got to get there. This is meant to be kicking off pretty soon. Like, I was like, I've got to set up another camera on a tripod. I got to get audio and the mic there and everything. Like I got a fair bit to set up to We need a hustle. Yeah. Boosted there, got there as quick as we could. Um, and I had, I had my camera, my main camera that I was shooting with running around getting all B-roll and that kind of thing on, on the gimbal. Mm. And I had it locked off. Cause I was like, all right, set up. I've got it all set. It's just locked off. Mm. I'll go set everything else up real quickly. So setting the other camera up on the tripod. Um, actually there was two, Two, two moments at this wedding, actually, it was kind of hectic. So I set the, set the other camera up on the tripod, got the audio set up. And as I was doing the last bits of the the audio, the <clears throat> the bride started coming down the aisle. I was like, oh, my God, like quickly get out of the way, grab my camera and the gimbal, press record. Oh, sorry, turn the gimbal on, turn the gimbal on, press record. I was just freaking out. Forgot to unlock it all, right? And it just started like, no, I must have. I unlocked one, but I didn't lock the base, the base spin. Mm -hmm. So I started filming and then obviously when when they lock up and the motor's yeah. under too much pressure, yeah. it starts to shut down. So yeah. I was filming the bride walking down the aisle, dude, and my camera on the gimbal just starts going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no. Like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. what the hell's going on? Freaking out. So I'm holding the gimbal and then trying to hold the camera yeah. up like this. I'm doing yeah. like a double gimbal thing. Yeah. Like it was absolute mayhem. Yeah. Like, and my focus was a little bit out initially. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, like just waiting for that focus to grab it. Yeah. Just grabbed in time, like nice. just in the nick nice. of time that I was able to capture enough of her walking down the aisle yeah, to make it work. Included, yeah. But like it was, it was a super short piece of her walking down the aisle. I was like, God, I hope that's enough. Like to get me through come post-production and it yeah. was, yeah, you know, just enough. And then the other thing, which I didn't realize I'd set, um, the other camera up on the tripod up the back, like looking down the aisle, but I didn't realize I didn't get told this. Once they'd walk through the aisle, the whole crowd would, was standing and was filling in yeah. that whole area. <laughs> so completely, so blocked out. completely blocked out, man. Yeah. So I'm trying to like film everything on the gimbal down here. And I'm looking back up at that camera going, Oh my God, I'm missing, yeah. missing like this crucial shot from up above here. Yeah. So I've like dropped my, dropped my camera down on the gimbal on the ground, like run back yeah. up, like telling everyone, excuse me, excuse me, yeah. coming through, coming through. It's coming through. Big yeah. tripod legs, like <laughs> popping into grandma yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Just going, yeah. oh my God, this is hectic. Yeah. But um, managed to pull it off, like nice. dropped the tripod in place and nice. then got the other camera yeah. rolling and, and managed to somehow pull it off. But Holy shit, yeah. the stress that I was going through because I was shooting it by myself. Like you said, shoot a wedding by yourself. You, you're running two cameras, audio, everything's happening. Shooting a wedding by yourself as a filmmaker mm. will show you what you're made oh, of. We'll reveal, <laughs> we'll reveal exactly what kind of person you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so I thought that was a, a good point to touch. If you're new in it, find something like weddings if you want to level up as quickly as possible, because mm. you're going to have to learn also all the different aspects of it. Weddings is one of those unique cases where you have to get learn how to get good audio, how to get cinematic shots, yeah, how to yeah. capture 
interview type of thing that yeah. is the ceremony itself and the speeches that you need to be just quick mm. run and gone to mm. capture things that are going to happen Two on site the, you know, like capturing the bride but then capturing the groom if he's tearing up like exactly you need to understand lighting loose. as well because you yeah. will be put i guarantee you where they do the reception and all mm. the things and depending on how long the wedding goes for you're gonna have to deal with sunny conditions mm. with sunset and then night conditions as yeah. well and yeah. just shitty usually lighting within those places yeah. where dinners or recept receptions take place yeah so get into some weddings if you're starting up that will help you level up very quickly yeah now i want to touch base with sales and marketing which mm. is uh, your latest uh, business coaching that you got and that probably change everything mm. in terms of the business. How important are sales and marketing for videographers? When should they learn it mm. in your experience? And what exactly do they should they focus on specifically on sales and marketing in order to run a, a successful business? Mm. Based on like what we've done with Ayrton, that kind of thing? Or? Based on your own learning so far. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um the sales process, I've never been a salesy kind of person and have always hated that that side of things. Just didn't really I, – I, I don't like to push people. Mm. Like I'm one of those people that I want to be mates with you and if I'm being slightly annoying, like I'm like, oh, this feels uncomfortable to me. I don't like it. Mm. You need to kind of get yourself into that, into that mindset where you might seem a little bit pushy but you kind of need to do it a little bit in order to explain to this potential client the benefit that you're going to have for them with with whatever your whatever your pitch is to them so the sales process was tricky for me um and through this course of Ayrton's, i i learnt that process and having having a, a kind of script i guess that you can work off to prompt your clients with questions that they might not have even thought about um, for their own success, you know. Um, so uh, losing track of where I was going there. But, um, yeah, it was learning, yeah, learning that sales process, figuring out a system that you can stick to to tell your clients how you're going to benefit them, basically, how you're going to get them to success, how you're going to get them to their goals. Um, doing the sales calls initially, like <clears throat> those first calls, I was so nervous, like super nervous. I don't know why. I think it's just because you're trying to sell yourself and you're doing it for the first time. And I, I was like super, super nervous. I can remember the first call. I was like, all right, myself up. Like I've got my little script in front of me. Is it all there? Like so nervous, man. And like got through it, didn't make the sale, but that's all right. Like on to the next one. And I wasn't as nervous. And then you, you get different people, super friendly, want to have a chat and you get more comfortable with it. And it's just that consistency. Now I'm so confident ringing a client and, and offering our pitch to them and, I feel great doing it and it's you sort of craft your own way of doing it as well like I was sticking directly to to this script and and a way of the sales process but you kind of 
I kind of went off that a little bit mm. because you, you do it based on who you are as a person and mm. how you generally conduct yourself with people. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty laid back and, mm. and I like to have that laid back approach with my clients in general because I, I become good close friends with them and I want to maintain that throughout the course of working with them. Yeah. Um, so you kind of grab the sales techniques and mold them a little bit into into you personally because I don't like to change mm -hmm. who I am if I'm pitching to someone because then it's not authentic mm -hmm. to me and, and, and my brand and my style of creating mm -hmm. content for people, you know. So, um, yeah, just, just it, it, it's a crucial, crucial part of, of, of running a business and you want to make those sales, you want to, you want to keep growing, keep succeeding. You need to learn those, that skill set, and fine tune it to, to your, your style, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you, you have to, like we were saying before, you have to talk to, if you talk to a specific target market, it gets easier, mm. right? Because first you understand exactly what their uh, pain points and desired outcomes are mm. and how your specific product or service, in this case, your videos can help them get a specific outcome, Yeah, right? Exactly. And then if you package all of that and you create your offer or your irresistible offer, as some people will call it, then it gets easier to sell it but you still need to understand how to sell because exactly. you will have objections. Yeah, You will have people that will say, oh, I need to think about it. Yeah. Oh, right now is not oh, the I'm right time. I need to speak to my business partner. Exactly. Like, okay, let's do another call, bring exactly. a business partner along. And if you're coming from the right place in terms of you know mm. what's the value mm. that potential clients could get from your offer and you know how much this can benefit exactly your potential clients yeah. to get a specific outcome yeah. whether that is growing their brand or getting more leads mm. or establishing themselves as an authority if you're confident in that and that's why it's so important to mm. get clear on what exactly you are helping them to achieve yeah the sales part gets a lot easier. 100%, yeah. It's still, it's going to be very uncomfortable to do the first, I think the first 50 or oh, something. Man, yeah. It's a pain. It is very uncomfortable. Like yeah. you say, mm. like, I don't think it's just you. I think all of us mm. as creatives as well, mm. You and when you get to this point where you understand I need to do some sales, it, it is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's not something that you're used to. You're not used to pitching people. Usually people come to you because someone referred you or because they saw your work maybe online and they're like, hey, we want to work with you. So they're almost like pre-sold on that they want to work with you. Yeah. But the issue with word of mouth and clients that are coming through maybe because they saw your work or something, mm. they you can't quantify that. You can't predict how many of them are going to come every month. Mm. So it should be almost like the icing of cake. Mm. You do need some sort of lead generation system, but once they get to the door, you need to help them cross the door. Exactly. Because yeah. a lot of people will come and they're like, oh, I'm not too sure if this is going to help me with mm. what I'm trying to do. Mm. Oh, I'm not too sure if this is going to take too much time mm. of me in order to make happen. Yeah. Oh, I might not have time to even post that content afterwards. So you kind of, ideally your offer will solve all those pain points, yeah. you know, that you will package it all in a way where you 
it almost like get in front of the objections before they even come. Like, oh, hey, this is exactly for people that is time poor. So mm. they can't say like, oh, I don't really have time for this specific thing. Yeah. Or, oh, this is, it. how do I know this is going to help with my messaging? Oh, we, we have a strategy session so that we get clear on who you're speaking to on those videos. Mm. So you speak to the right target market. Mm. So you kind of, if you can solve more problems, it becomes more valuable and it's easier to sell as well because you can anticipate all those objections. But even then, if, it doesn't matter how good, like to give you an example, our business has currently the best offer. I I haven't seen anyone that is doing the same exact thing that we're doing. Yeah. When it comes to podcasting, we yeah. produce video podcasts at the highest level. Yeah. And not only the production level of it, but also like the understanding mm. of podcasting and the systems mm. and the data analysis behind podcasting and the management of the content itself. That is a lot of content that we produce for clients. Man, we have it all packed in such a great, beautiful, easy way for clients to have a successful, profitable podcast. Yeah. And even then, you get things about it. You even then, you get people that, I still I need to check, you know, with my team. I need to do yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's where having the sales skills <laughs> of just being able to break down those objections so that you can help your potential prospect to get a desired outcome. So now for me, it's so easy. And yeah. I'm so comfortable um, breaking down those objections and try to, you know, help them understand. Because in the end, you're there to help your potential, uh, your prospect to make a decision. Yeah. Whether it's working with you or not working with you, you're there to help them figure it out, you know, what's the right call to action. If they don't want to work with you, that's fine. Yeah. That, that's so good. And you should never come from a place of neediness. That's why I think the the best way to do that is just to get a, a, a few wins initially or some so, yeah. some way where cash flow is not that much problem so that you don't show up on a sales call being being needy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. People can smell that yeah. from kilometers away. Yeah. And I think at the start, like anyone, that's what you do. You're like, mm -hmm. I want this job. I want mm -hmm. every little job I can get. And you take on some jobs at the start mm -hmm. that just aren't they don't they don't mesh with with, with your niche. It might yeah. not be directly in your niche, but it's like, yeah. oh, I'll try all that. Because yeah. I want to kind of just give this a crack yeah. and it's it's not the right thing to do, but you're going to do that initially. Yeah. But like you say, once you've got a few under your belt and you've had so much success for these clients, you know that what you're creating, what you're offering is so beneficial to these clients yes. that they can get their, their dream goal and get the outcome that they want. Yep. That, set, that whole selling process, that sales process becomes so much easier because yep. you're so confident in what you're doing, that it works. You know you've got the success because you know you can get it for them. Yeah. Then there's the other end of the spectrum. You get leads come through and you've got to figure out which ones you want to work with. Yes. You don't want to work with every single lead that comes through. Yes. They might have financial issues. They might not be quite within your niche. Yeah. They might be asking too much or a little bit extra from your package that that's yeah. not what you provide. And if they say, no, we don't want it, well then, okay, that's fine. Yeah. We're not going to be suited to working with each other. Yeah. And that's perfectly okay. Yeah. And like you said, it, it's not being needy. So once you figure that out and you get comfortable with it, you know what your offering's great. You know who you want to work with. Mm. You don't you don't come across needy on those calls because you know exactly who you're working with, what yeah. you're offering, what you're going to do and how how much success you're going to create 
Fully and and you have done it that many mm. times that you're extremely confident as well mm. that this thing will pay it off mm. or this thing will get you exactly what you're looking for. Mm. So it doesn't come across as salesy. Mm. It's more of I'm here to serve you. I'm yeah, here yeah, to yeah. help. That's that's the way in my mind it, I approach things these days. And yeah. my mindset when I go into a sales call. I'm here to serve this person. I need to help them make a decision, whether it's working with us or working with someone else. Mm. I always focus on providing value mm. to them as well on the call. I want them to, even if they decide not working with us or yeah. whatever it is, that they can take something away from that yeah. call yeah. and even take it, take it to somewhere else and, you know, yeah. or implement it yourself. Yeah. But if I know I did my best to mm. provide you some value, I feel... Awesome. Yeah. Afterwards, and who knows? They might come back as well later on down the track. Yeah. Because they were like, you know what? I spoke to him. He gave we me connected. some advice. Yeah. Exactly. I had literally had that exact thing yesterday. Nice. So was running my ads. Um, guy reached out. Um, provided the the pitch to him. He's like, I need to speak to my business partner about this. We'll have we'll have a chat. I was like, no dramas, mate. Let's jump on another call with your business partner. Um, and we can we can run through it. Um, he called me sort of out of the blue yesterday. And he was like, oh, mate, so I've been looking at this this other option and it's a completely different package to what I'm offering. Um, but I was like, mate, that could be really beneficial to you. That could be fantastic. But have you thought about this side of things? They're offering this package, mm. but they're not offering this in the background. We're now offering marketing and, and social media management yep. um, in, in our packages that we're offering to our clients. And that aspect wasn't a part, really a part of, of this other crew. And I said, mate, that's great. If that's the path you want to go down, that's awesome. But just when you're looking into that contract with them, think about these other things in the background. Make sure you ask them these questions yes. to make sure that you're benefiting completely out of that contract. He's like, mate, I really appreciate this. Yep. Like, Regardless, I want to do some work with you in the future. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Yep. But he was super stoked and he said, like, mate, I really appreciate yep. Yep. what you've just done having this conversation with me and guiding me into this other mm -hmm. potential client, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, and it doesn't fine. matter. It doesn't matter because guess what? If those people also don't serve them at a, at a highest level or they don't get the result, who are they going to come back who to? Is, where is he going <laughs> to yeah. go? To you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you always have to think on and, and from the framework of abundance, mm. it doesn't matter if they work with me, they mm. might come later down the track. Same thing for us now. I've sent people to, you know, like I've told them like, hey, maybe we're not the right fit for that. Yeah. Or if they say like, oh, we actually have other options that we're looking. I'm like, great. Yeah. Make the best decision for mm. yourself. If yeah. it's not with us, awesome. And oh, this is another thing that I know it's hard to kind of really get it when you are hungry for, uh, when you need money, mm. but you need to be okay with, not everyone's gonna be a good fit to work. Yeah, exactly. And you should exactly. be the one saying, hey, we're not a good fit. Exactly. Because the headaches that come mm. when someone is not a good fit and you are just doing it for the money and yeah. you're like, ah, oh, you know, it's okay. It's just, it, it's gonna be fine. Mm. Man, I already paid my mistakes yeah. in the past for taking on a client that I knew wasn't the right fit. That. Yeah. They come with a traumatic almost past yeah. from previous content creators or filmmakers yeah. or podcast agencies, and they're never happy mm. with anything. Mm. And I go into the mindset of, no, I will be the one that is going to make them happy. Yeah. And 
nothing does. Yeah. Even if you have the highest level of service and you yeah. know you're getting even the results for them, ultimately they're never happy with anything. Mm. And you knew it. You yeah, saw the yeah, red yeah, flags, yeah. but you just say yes because <laughs> yeah, you wanted the money. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I know but, that one can be a tricky one, but yeah, definitely. But that's yeah. they're those mistakes that you learn from, yeah, right? Like, exactly. Everyone everyone does that. Like yeah. you take on clients that you had this little hunch, like yeah. I probably shouldn't take this guy on or whatever, but yeah. like I need the money right now or yeah. I kind of want to try this this other avenue or I want to show him that yeah, we can do it. Yeah. And you just some clients you just you just cannot satisfy and yep. it just might not work out. Yep. Or whatever, and they're just they're just not a great fit for you and what you're offering, and they can't see that see that return that you are providing for them. And it's like, okay, yeah, you need to you need to find those, figure out who those people are, yeah, and just be wary of them and and making sure that you're taking on the clients that you want to take on. Yeah, but yeah, you're gonna go through that initially, and that's just learning from those mistakes. Yeah, and that there there's a way uh, also like a little thing in the background when you take someone that is not all in mm. with you or mm. you had to do that's why also like i don't like going and really trying to convince people yeah, so yeah, yeah, hard yeah, yeah, that yeah. hey where the i present all the information yep. i will try to if you have some objections that come naturally or you're a person that sometimes you know they need they do need a little bit of help to make a decision mm. I will show you everything. I'll give you enough information to make a decision, but I won't be like, man, you know, you 100% need to yeah, do yeah, this because yeah. otherwise what's going to... I don't try to be that guy because I also have realized that the clients that get the best results mm. are the ones that are all in. 100% in, yeah. So yeah. I, I tell people like, hey, even when we, when we have a call, we give them 24 hours mm. to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And the reason behind that is because first, we can't really take that many people yeah. every month because yeah. of the amount of work that, and pressure that puts on our system yeah, and yeah, our yeah. business, but also because we want action takers and people that are all in. Yeah, that's, that's it. Find the people that are resonating with you, with your product, with your offer, with mm. your service, that you know that you can help and just help them make a decision, mm. whether it's working with you or with someone else. I, in my experience, if you go really hardcore in selling, and I have seen this for other businesses around us as well, mm -hmm. that they hardcore sell, they get someone in their programs or in as a client that it wasn't a, initially a good fit, but you know you managed to get push them through to make the decision, and then they end up dropping or they're not happy or they just want to stop yeah. working with you at some point because they were like, oh, this is not getting me as fast as I thought or whatever it is. Yeah. So you do want, in my in my experience, I've found that the best thing is to find people that get to be all in with you 100%. and what you're doing. Yeah. How great is that feeling when you get onto a new lead and they, they've done a little bit of research into you and they're like, man, I love your content. Yes. I love what yes. you're doing. That yes. blends so well with our brand. It's so on brand for us. Yes. Like love to get some of your content creation you're just like yes like, yes yeah that's epic yeah let's yeah. do it like yeah we it, can it's we... like a perfect match yeah you know and then when you get someone that they they like you're on the sales calls mm. and they're, they're almost like you haven't even got to a paycheck <laughs> they're already sold <laughs> yeah, yeah, on yeah, it yeah, yeah. they're just like yeah 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 just tell me how much it <laughs> yeah, is i'm yeah, ready yeah. yeah you know how good it feels knowing that they've been looking for you yeah 
they you just need a way to get in front of them yeah, and yeah. show them how you can get them get that specific outcome that they want. Like some of the clients that we have now, man, it's so cool. We have especially all the new ones because we made so many mistakes mm. taking some some clients that weren't the right fit. Yeah. And now just taking the people that we know we can help. It's so different. It's like night and day, man. They're all super excited to work with us, to jump on the calls, on the strategies. Mm. They can't wait for shoot day. They know this will get them results. Yeah. It's longer partnerships as well. So that's another thing. Like Ideally, you want to work with people for a long time, especially 100%. if you're in this industry, because as we know, there's just so much that you can do for a brand or a business doing a, a, a few videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even a brand story video, there's, there's just so much that that will help them in terms of their goals, what yeah. they want to do. Yeah. So you want to find ways in packaging your offer where mm. is that, you know, whether it's six months, 12 months that mm. you're going to be partnering with. Yeah. And it first, your relationship with those clients is completely different, as you were saying. Mm. Like for us, like our clients are almost like, really good mates yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah 100%, we, we yeah. spoke with them we speak to them with them consistently you know we understand exactly what they're trying to do we know exactly where things are not going well for them yeah we give them support to a different level the stuff that no one tells you that you you have to do yeah but it's kind of happens naturally because of the relationship that you yeah. have developed with the clients yeah. right and you get to be the person that takes them from that place that they were previously yeah. to achieving xyz goals because you stay longer with yeah, them and yeah. it's a win-win for everyone yeah and you understand how the business works how their team works yes and it makes it so much easier yes. to grow with them it's just like a big well-oiled machine yeah. you know you're all working together so well exactly you communicate really well you become mates with them sometimes i'm on the phone to guys i'm just talking about surfing for like yeah. the first 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. Sick. yeah kind of forget that yeah you're at work in a way yeah. but yeah, building those relationships and growing with them, gro building brands. It's yeah. the most rewarding thing. Yeah. They're so stoked on what you're doing for them. You're so stoked on the success you've created for them. Yeah. It's an achievement in yeah. your in yourself and it's yeah. just so rewarding. Yeah. So yeah, building those relationships. What, is what are three pieces of advice that you will give to a young videographer in order to build a more profitable or mm. a, a better running successful a video production business? 100% consistency, like remaining consistent in what you're doing and pushing forward. You'll have setbacks, cop it on the chin, learn from it and just keep chipping away at it. Consistency is huge. Like there's been a couple of times where I've been like, ah, maybe I'll just jump back on the tools, like mm -hmm. subby to someone. It's just so easy. I don't have to think as much. I don't have all this stress, like all these yeah. clients hitting me up. I've got so much to get through this week. Yep push through because you like we said before you have those ebbs and flows mm -hmm. so consistency number one um a second thing is investing in yourself so investing in in courses and like upgrading yourself i guess is is or up leveling is is massive um yeah i remember investing in a, in a course where i was pretty skint and i was like I, i'm certain this course is going to help me and and push past that that barrier that I was kind of at and it and it did it just pushed me through massively and and helped help create some success for me and and help grow so I think yeah consistency up leveling investing in yourself um and the third one is 
just enjoying the process, like as as corny as that kind of sounds. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah. you get you get down and you just get in the slums, and like you've just got to remember, like the good times are there. It's all it. It's always good. Mm-hmm. You just stress yourself out sometimes. It's like yeah. just enjoy the process. Yeah. Like when you are filming, just think, oh, oh my god, like I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. Yes. I'm I'm in this creative job that I've always wanted yes. to do. I've you know, depending if you've come from a trade or whatever else, you've dentist. Even if you've just always wanted to be a videographer or a photographer, it's just just enjoy every little process. Just be happy. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And if you notice, he didn't say anything about investing a better camera. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, man. No. Nothing is about the gear. It really isn't. Um, so, yeah, what's your take on those gear matters? And it, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Uh, yeah, about uh, it's funny. So... Yes and no, because, and I remember when I was learning and was watching so many YouTubers and they were all saying, it's not about the gear. It's not about the gear. And it's not, you need to have the skills to make a video look good. Mm-hmm. People using Super 8s, old school cameras, yeah. Yeah. Epic are they? Yeah. But, you know, that's a kind of trending thing at the moment. But um, within the last year, I invested in a, in a, in a new camera mm-hmm. and sped up my process, Mm -hmm. especially in post-production. So it benefited me massively in that respect. Yeah. Um, But it is 100% about like the skills in in how you tell a story and getting that cinematic look and learning the ways of of operating that camera that you've got. Yeah. But there is, I think there is um, a level of... (laughs) If you're shooting a documentary that's gone on TV, you're not going to be doing it with your iPhone. But then again, there's guys filming epic stuff on GoPros. I mean, it's a completely different style of filming, but I think there's two parts to it. Yeah. Definitely need to get that skill set. That's the main thing. Like there's no point in investing in shitload of money in in camera equipment when you're starting up. Yeah. That that grows as you grow, as you start leveling up, as you start getting clients, as you start getting a bit more yeah. money in the bank, then you can start looking at investing in gear. Sure, you would get to that point where yeah. you need to. When you're starting out, it's 100% skill set. and Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. You will get to a point. I'm, and by the way, I'm a heavy believer that gear does matter. Yeah. Because without the gear, you, you will cap yourself yeah, at some 100%. stage. Yeah. However, you don't need as much as you think you do. There is a point where you do need a camera. You do need uh, systems and gear that are going to help you move faster, more more efficiently, Mm. that will help you get certain outcomes that you're looking for your specific style or Mm. certain things that your clients might want. Like if someone wants you to film a surf documentary, you need a way to get in the water too, right? So you might need an underwater housing. or So... Again, gear is very specific to how much you need for mm. your specific unique case. However, gear is probably in the top of the priority list to make a, a profitable, successful Correct. video production yeah, business. That's the best way to look at it. Yeah. It's probably at the bottom. Yeah. You know, like sales and marketing comes first, your customer journey, your current relationships, yeah. even your mindset comes first. That yeah. can you run it? Because, it, like, as you were saying, 
you know, it, it takes a certain type of person that is going to push through mm. when things get really hard mm. and when you're not getting clients, when it's a dry period, yeah. when you have team members relying on you. Like, it's difficult, man. It's very, very hard to, to learn first the concepts. Once you know them, right now you could take away all my cameras, all my gear, all my team, and you know exactly how to get started, yeah. how to get it done. But... To have all that information, mm. it took me seven years. Yeah, yeah. To have the information that I have now yeah. in order to build a successful mm. business. And again, we're still far from where we're trying to go. Um, but we have got to a point where six figures is easy. Yeah. You know, six figures is duh. Yeah. How do you take me so long to get there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now it's more of like seven figures. Yeah. That's all we're talking about here. Is yeah building a seven-figure creative business and then teaching people how to do it. That's yeah. all I'm trying I'm trying to do. Um, I'm curious, what's the worst advice you have ever received? Ooh, good question. Very good question. Um, worst advice. That's actually a really good question. I'm having to think about that one. Do you need to speak to your business partner? (laughs) 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 Totally understand, Henry. Like, but what exactly do you need to to think about? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe, maybe being told, oh, you know, if things don't work out, you've always got your trade to fall back on. Maybe something like that, you know, because that is great to have though, as, as, as some security, but then there's those moments where you have those struggles. And you're like, ah, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I do just jump back into that. But you just need to keep pushing yourself. So, oh yeah, I don't know. I I agree I, with that too. Because if you're always thinking about the plan B, plan A is not going to work. Yeah, I'm the, I'm from the school of thought that you should focus on the one thing and you should believe strongly that it's going to work. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to start analyzing the other options. Mm. And in your mind, it's going to be like, oh, maybe let's not push that hard because regardless, we have plan B and C and D and whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think it's just um, having faith in yourself. Exactly. And just just keep on yeah. trucking. <laughs> <laughs> keep on trucking. <laughs> keep on trucking. Like There's a bit of the countryman yeah, coming yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. <laughs> what about what's the best advice you have ever received? Um, to, to just to, to believe in yourself and just push, just keep pushing. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like other videographers telling me that, like, because you always, oh, everybody does this, but you always, um, yeah, you're always, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're always judging yourself. You're always comparing your work, sorry. Always comparing your work with um, other videographers and stuff out there and you look at them and you're like, oh, man, like their work is just incredible. Like I'm nowhere near that level of creating that kind of work. It's like far out, but it's like you're at your level. They might be 10, 20 years ahead of you or just doing something a little bit different and it's comparing yourself and you're like, that's the worst thing you can do is, is, is compare. So, I mean, it's, there's an aspect of it that's great because it, it's like, whoa, you take something from that, I guess. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I mm-hmm. strive to get to that level one day and that's where you keep pushing yourself. But, um, 
Yeah. I actually forgot what the question was, but I've <laughs> 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 started really Best advice that, but... that you've ever received. Best but yeah, advice, yeah, yeah. It, it is back yourself. Yeah. Just back yourself and just keep keep on drugging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Back yourself and just, just keep, keep pushing, on keep on trucking, yeah, keep on trucking, brother. <laughs> brother, it's been a pleasure to have you on our podcast. Where can people find you? Where can they get in touch with you? And where can they connect with? with yeah, you? man. H Brockman Media. Um, Instagram's the, the best place to reach out. Got a Facebook page as well. Um, yeah, hit us up through there. You can check out all my work, um, creating some awesome outdoor adventure-based content for brands and businesses here on the Gold Coast. So, yeah, hit us up through through Insta. Let's have a chat. Um, we're offering marketing services as well now. So, um, yeah, if you're looking to level up and get some epic content and get the results you're looking for, reach out. Let's have a chat. And keep on trucking. And keep on trucking. <laughs> man, thanks so much. This has been epic. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad, man. Loved I'm it. glad I took the the first time yeah, out of you. you. Pop my podcast, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode and you want to support the podcast so we can help more people get in front of other videographers, filmmakers, creative entrepreneurs. Best way to support us is to leave a review and a five star on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That's literally what helps the podcast the most. Subscribe on YouTube if you're still not part of the family. Drop a comment. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode and what future episodes you would like to see. I'm at, create, at Creator Nelson on every social media platform and at The Creator Grid on every social media platform. I'll see you on the next episode and keep on trucking. Yeah! <laughs> What a sign off. Keep How was that, brother? <laughs> that was good, man. Yeah. I love that, eh? Yeah. I was nervous getting into it, but it's just, just having a chat, hey? It's it, it's so crazy. Yeah. I actually loved that. Yeah, it was good. Oh, brother. <laughs> no, I, I love this so much. Let me take the thumbnail.